Hey, yo, what's going on, friends? This is In Madness Pod, episode, I think, 24.5. It's Sean the Butcher, here with my buddy Vertebrae33, as always. What up, Vertebrae? What's going on, Sean? How are you? I am thrilled because we have a very special guest for this episode. We've been making it our New Year's resolution to get more guests on the show, and I'm stoked to have the one, the only Miss Cherry Delight. What's going on, Cherry? Hi, how you guys doing? <laughs> yes, thank you. Good morning. Yes. So we have to ask right now, mug. What mug is that? Vertebrae is obsessed with mugs. Oh, yeah. That's this is uh... Beetlejuice handbook for the recently deceased. With nice. funny story about this mug. This mug was gifted to me by my good friend Dan Gladding. And Dan Gladding is how I learned about you, Sean the Butcher, because Dan is. Dan only he only listens to you every time I get in the car it's always your voice on the radio I was like who is this he's charming it's like always Ozzy's Boneyard he's always playing you and I'm like Sean the Butcher nice and then I um uh turns out that Scott knew you so well and then I met you Scott Summer my manager and then we met in person um but Dan would just rave about you, like Sean the Butcher. I love Ozzie. Dan. Dan is a sweetheart, and Dan gave me this for my birthday on Halloween. So, uh, Vertebrae, are you drinking out of a mug right now? Yeah, I, I don't have his. Well, I, I, you know, I go through the uh, the list. Oh, okay. Star, I like Star Wars mugs. You said I had to do a different one each time, right? I have because I have so many mugs. So we have to filter the Star Wars ones into it. But I was looking for. I have a Hellboy mug, and I was going to have it for this mm. episode, but I couldn't find it. I don't know where. I put Miss Cherry Delight, what are you on the socials? Give out your socials real quick. That's very easy. Just Miss Cherry Delight, all lowercase, no spaces on everything. Make sure you follow us as well at Id Madness Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook threads. Hit us in the mail sack. Send your emails. And now we're discussing possibly voice notes to inmadnesspod at gmail.com. If we dig your voice notes, maybe we'll air some of your voice notes on an upcoming Point Five episode. Subscribe to the YouTube so you can see Ms. Cherry Delight drinking water out of a bottle and getting it all over the place. Uh, like YouTube. this? Yes, yes. Give us five <laughs> stars on the YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to the In Madness Spotify playlist, which grows every single episode, throwing songs on that either relate to our guests or relate to the movies that we're playing. Happy In Madness Monday. If you're listening on In Madness Monday, brand new episodes drop every single week. Tell your friends, spread the madness worldwide. And yeah, send us some voice notes. Spread the madness like a pair of legs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> send the voice notes to inmadnesspod at gmail.com and uh, we'll read your voice notes on the air if they're good. We have to. Uh, we're gonna, no, no, we're no, gonna... no, Sean. I, actually, I, I like the idea if they're bad, we read it. We we're going to play them cold. We're, I, yeah. We're cold, cold like we read the cold. emails. Yeah. 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 It might just be you. You forgot you sent yourself a voice note to pick something up at the grocery store. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. We'll Those are all very good. There. It's going to be like that Tim and Eric. Um, uh, bad uh, cable access vibe. <laughs> You're a big Tim well, Eric we... fan? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm such a disgusting Tim and Eric fan. I love all of it. Every like, I love the deep cuts. I mean, everything from like the first season of Awesome Show to Beef House to like all the stupid little things. Steve Brule, check it out. Like Steve um, Brule. Uh, that um, what's the Nightmare Show? Uh, 
they, that they have. Those episodes are so disgusting and gross and scary and disturbing. What is it? Timonair Nightmares? What is it called? Something like that. But I absolutely love those. They're, they're crazy. And I've met DJ Doug Pound on the train oh. once, which was ridiculous. Anyway, back to me. We're actually, we're fresh off the heels of our Fire in the Sky episode. Uh, this episode we're doing with you is right after our Fire in the Sky episode. Have you ever seen Fire in the Sky? Are you, uh, are you an Alien fan? I like Alien, but I haven't seen Fire in the Sky yet. Please go on. Mm, uh, yes, I highly recommend you check out Fire in the Sky. Uh, I think it's a good... If you're into alien-like movies and outer space sort of things, I feel like uh, it's good for anyone to check out. We got a lot of hits when we did that episode. It was very cool to see everyone freaking out about uh, all the alien stuff we were doing. I first want to introduce you uh, just by telling how I met you and all the yeah. cool things you do really quick because yeah. you're a very talented individual <laughs> and you have your hand in a lot of things and you work very in a lot of things yes <laughs> you work very hard um you like we mentioned before our buddy scott summer i was introduced to you through him uh he got tickets to your show at coney island for uh, a birthday of his and it was me and my girlfriend and Scott, and we were going to go see your show at Coney Island, uh, Cherry Helides. That was Cherry Helides 3. Yes. Think, and yeah. Scott ended up getting COVID. And I oh, looked at my girlfriend and I was like, I'm not missing this opportunity to see this show. So we went and uh, we had one of the greatest nights of our lives. Uh, you were on stage kicking ass, singing songs, and capped uh, off a recent show by getting naked and jumping into a bathtub full of blood like uh, Elizabeth Bathory. And it was just one oh, of the craziest gee. things I've ever seen. Can you just describe what that show is, the Cherry Helides show for the In Madness audience? Well, the finale of this uh, last one, Cherry Helides 4, I set myself on fire. <laughs> Hell set yeah. my actual body on fire. <laughs> Listen, for art, for you guys, anything. I will go the distance, even setting my skin on fire. So Cherry Helides is, uh, that's my baby. So imagine like um, the craziest burlesque and sideshow show possible. No pasties, no underwear, performers who just don't give a fuck. Super talented, incredible, um, captivating people who do really insane things on stage and do not care. Like, and then imagine a show like that where for each act, there's a live rock band on the stage next to them and all the music is being sung by me, like 12, 13 songs throughout the entire night. Um, most of them for this show are covers, but there are some songs that I'll do that are originals. It's the only time of year that I get to actually do any covers. Um, so I play around with that. Otherwise, I don't do covers um, with my actual band, except every once in a while, um, we'll do Flesh is the Law by Jenna Tortures because it is my favorite song. And I wish that I wrote it, but Jen wrote it, you know, but... I love performing that song, um, even though it is not mine. But otherwise, uh, Helides is insane. The raffle is crazy. I put, I'm, now a raffle, you're supposed to 
try to get back money from the show for the raffle. But I'm an idiot because I just put in the craziest, most expensive shit because I like wowing people. I put in, I don't, I hate shit raffles. I hate like, here, win this rubber chicken, win, you know, this and that, win this little slinky. I don't want your fucking slinkies and I don't want your rubber chickens. I can buy those things myself. I want gift certificates. I want opportunities. I want priceless pieces of rock and roll art. Like I want crazy shit. And I love hearing the audience stir in the audience. Like, oh shit, I have to fucking win this shit. The line, the raffle takes like a good so, 45 minutes. So I really Everyone want, wants it. I, I love the way you do the raffle. Uh, you have a chick <laughs> on stage spread Eagle and you can get a raffle strip from leg to leg. And that's yes, how you it's, charge per raffle. Ticket. It's one for two, three for five, 10 for 10. And then she does a spread Eagle or 20 toe to toe. And of course everyone wants the 20 toe to toe. Yeah. So that's, that's my little, <laughs> my little thing. And then, and then we have several winners for the raffle. Cause it would be crazy if it was just one person, that wouldn't be fair. So we have usually like four winners and they're very happy and uh, it's a lot of fun scott but, won uh, and and he gave scott us one yeah, yes it's we so shared good the potato chips i forgot which potato chips they were little ghosts uh, or something yes monster munch monster, monster munch, munch. i the got I'm going to post the monster munch on the id man socials because it was one of the coolest snacks i've ever eaten i almost brought a bag over it into this room <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah helides is insane it's gotten crazier and crazier every year um and you curate this entire thing, you host this entire thing. And like I fund this entire thing. It's all coming out of me, baby. Ugh. But anyway, it's it's so worth it. And we always profit. And the performers are insane. And hearing the audience like chant my name like is something that I don't think I'll ever get used to. But like when I do hear it, I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Do um, they uh, do they chant the whole? What is the chant? I'm curious. Jerry, Jerry, much like yeah. Jerry, much like Jerry Springer. Oh, okay, um, perfect. But but uh, at the end of my shows, you know, venue permitting. I mean, Helides is always in Coney Island, so Coney Island you can pretty much do get away with a lot of stuff. So at the end of my shows, like I always get butt naked, you know. The nipples, the vulva, you're getting it all, and then I'm, you know. I have like a blood ritual sacrifice. And um, this year what we did, like I said, was we set me on fire and then we put it out with blood and we had a blood orgy on stage where all these gorgeous people were just like marinating me with blood as I'm like bucking my hips on stage and I'm fucking naked. And the audience went crazy and it was so much fun. And I'm just, you know, this when I have blood on me, like, it's just my Cinderella moment. Like I can't really describe. It's just, you know, some 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 models just put blood on them just to have it. But I with me, it's just like a part of me. Like I can't describe like how it just is. It's my war paint, you know, it's it's special. It's not just a ooh, look at me. I'm covered in blood. It's just like a, you know, like and also I should mention about the nudity thing. When I'm naked on stage, it's not like a come here daddy situation. It's a very much I'd like to see you fucking try, you know, moment. It's it's a very empowering thing. So the more things I take off, the more powerful I get. And it's never 
I'm never naked for you. I'm naked at you. The whole point is to make people very uncomfortable. And it doesn't matter like if I'm not ugly. What matters is it's it's a visceral thing. And, and I would feel like being covered in blood would make that even more empowering. It's unsettling. It's very unsettling. And the point of having nudity in any of my shows is never to be a sex pot. It's always to give you nightmares. So, Hell Sean, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking maybe this is a way you finish all our podcast episodes now. <laughs> oh, me. I'm going to get naked and jump yeah, in you, covered in blood yeah, you, for every single me. episode. Yeah, yeah a little sweat. <laughs> it's funny because, like, you have, like, this title, Sean the Butcher, but you're, like, such a, like, a cutie smiley. And I have, like, this cutie smiley Miss Cherry Delight thing, but then, like, Little when you see on stage, I'm like, Grr. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to ask, I when Sean said you were going to be on, I, I got to do my research and I got to dig in and check out your site and listen to your music and everything. Um, and you, I'm jumping the gun maybe, Sean, but you have a new album coming out soon, am I correct? I have a new album come out, and we can talk about it for the first time here. I haven't talked about it in any new interviews yet, wow. so we'll talk about awesome. it with you guys first. Hell awesome. yeah. So so, so uh, this is one of your major passions, because this is also part of your show, but you also do your own original music with your own band, uh, and you have a song, Cherry Blood is on spotify almost at a million views we're gonna add that to our in madness uh spotify playlist so we can bump oh. that up to a million um but yes tell me everything miss cherry delight tell me about the band uh fronting your own band performing tell me all about it um well like i said helides is like a thing that I do throughout the year, but my actual project of my band, Miss Cherry Delight, like that's my actual life. Um, you know, I've been doing this since, um, you know, late 2018, but I've been a professional singer for 23 years, which is crazy to say out loud because it makes me feel like a grandma. 23 years is like, what? Anyway, uh, you know, I, I'm a classically trained singer and I have a very heavy background in jazz and blues, but of course, jazz and blues, as we know in music history, had a baby and that baby was called rock and roll and then rock and roll made metal. So, uh, it's funny because like the, in that same fashion, I have used my background in those genres to power um, the uh, my voice uh, when I sing rock. There is a foundation of power and passion with jazz and blues that elevates my voice into something that um, very few singers out there in the rock and metal world are, are really like honing into right now. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but I wouldn't be able to help it because that's just me. Um, and uh, my, my, produ my, um, my producer and lead guitarist, um, Jay Murder, Justin Ethan Matthews is um, my music partner. And I could, not do any of this without him he is just the most incredible virtuoso he is a genius a musical genius uh he is a musical god like 
he's gonna laugh when he hears this but it's true it's it's really fucking true and i don't mince my words so i would never say that about someone if i didn't fucking mean it because i'm a scorpio you know i'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing that Hell that yeah. that man is um i don't know what to say except i'm not worthy but it's uh it's amazing to have him as a musical partner um is just um together we are frankly unstoppable and uh i'm so lucky to have such talented bandmates who this is how you do it i'll tell you right now if there are any musicians out there who want to do what i'm doing the first rule is never hire your friends don't do it don't do it unless they are so talented that you'd be stupid not to but 98 percent of the time don't hire your friends you have to hire the hired guns and then they become your friends and then they become your family because you want professionalism right off the bat. You want people you can rely on. You don't want people who are going to flake on you. You don't want people who are going to take advantage of you. You want people who are going to show up and fucking kill it every time. When people come to your shows, they go, I knew you were in a band, but I didn't know you were good because everyone in New York's in a fucking band. So you tell someone you're in a band, they go, oh, that's cute. And then they see yourself, they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I told you that I'm a musician. You didn't believe me, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, I'm a shock rocker and and that's, uh, you know, marrying, theatricality and acting with, uh, you know, rock. And I have a, I've been acting my whole life. I went to school on Broadway. I went to school at Circle in the Square Theater School. And they only take um, 50 students. Is it 50 students? Something like that. 50 students, like internationally a year. Um, so I was a part of that. And then I left that and started doing burlesque. And I did burlesque for 14 years, and I'm a pageant queen. I missed Coney Island 2013. And I was going to bring that up. So you're a uh, uh, past Miss Coney Island. I am. So and what, are, what are the accolades that comes with that? What comes with being Miss Coney Island? Well, it's a lot of responsibility now. You know, when it first began, it was uh, my mentor, Bambi the Mermaid, and she's the queen of Coney Island. Fun fact, she is married to Sexacutioner from Guar, uh, Mr. <laughs> Chuck Varga. So they are both um, mentors of mine. Um, which is a, a very lucky thing for me to have two uh, incredible uh, legendary performers who kind of watch over me and I can um, pitch things in front of and they can tell me if it's a good idea or if I could try something else. But Bambi is, is the queen of Coney Island and she is the first Miss Coney Island. And it started off as like a kind of silly joke pageant thing and as the years have gone by it's become more and more of an honor to to really do it because uh you get to become like an ambassador and uh someone who really is uh the face of uh of our organization coney island usa which is a non-for-profit um so our current reigning miss coney island aurora north is fucking killing it she's an incredible circus performer and has been working in coney for a long time in the in the grind and uh, she has um, a uh, Pilates and yoga studio with uh, one of my, her, her wife, one of my incredible witch sisters, uh, Fopala Faye. And her way of giving back this year 
to raise money for Coney Island is she's doing um, for every Pilates class that you get um, at her studio, uh, Body Who, you, they give $1 to Coney Island USA. And then she's also teaching pay what you can classes at our theater, which is so cool and so creative. So you can do lots of things like that. Um, but for the actual pageant, it's not a regular pageant. It's Coney Island. So you can do the craziest shit ever because it's like a parody on a pageant, but there's three categories. It's um, evening wear, talent, and swimwear. But it's insane. Like, And it should be really just completely out there. Show who you are. But no matter what, it has to be someone with the most Coney Island spirit. It can't be the prettiest girl. It can't be, you know, this or that. It's not like a regular pageant. You have to show how much you love Coney. And also, the other thing about this is you can't ask to compete for this. Bambi scouts girls every year, and she handpicks anyone who has the most moxie to be able to do this. So just Bambi asking you alone is such a huge deal because, like me, you know, she's, she's very... You know, if he, if she asks you, like, that's a huge honor, you know, alone. So even, and also, whether you win or whether you lose, that's it. If you lose, once. if you lose, you'll never be Miss Coney Island. It, so the stakes are very high. So even if you, even if you win, you can't do it again. You have one shot and that's it. So is there like a to, wall and like a plaque or like, there is, is there a past winners? There is, but it's incorrect because they put it as the year that I competed. So I competed in 2012, but I missed Coney Island 2013. Mm -hmm. So I had from September 2012 to September 2013 for my reign. But the plaques, the plaque says Miss Coney Island 2012, but I'm. Yeah, their calendars are weird. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm on a plaque. I'm grateful. It's it's very, it's very wonderful to, oh, to yeah. be able to have done this. It's a huge honor. But everything that I've learned along the way from, um, you know, being at Circle in the Square, from doing burlesque for so many years, from doing, um, singing all my stuff, uh, everything that I've learned has led me to this point. Like, this is what I'm actually been destined to do, is to be Miss Cherry Delight and to create this music and uh, to to charge forward with with this thing, and um, it's going to be the legacy that I leave behind. It's the most important thing that I'm doing. Um, the new album. Tell us about it. I'm telling you the title for the first. I've never said the title out loud oh, anywhere. Love I haven't. I haven't typed it anywhere. I haven't told any fans this. I haven't even told my Patreon this. Thank you, Cherry. I'm telling Thank you. 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 <laughs> it's called Advice for Ashes. Nice. Dig it. The and idea. When does it come out? We are going to have it come out uh, later on this year, but we're going to have uh, several song, like several singles with music videos come out. Nice. Um, uh, leading up to it so people have something to look forward to. Then the album will drop with about five songs you haven't heard. So then you'll have the whole collection with songs you haven't heard yet. 
but we've been working on this for a long time. You know, if the evidence was like an actual baby from conception to delivery, it was nine months, just like a real fucking baby, which is crazy. That I mean, music is my baby. I'm actually I'm I'm getting the snip snip uh, this year. I'm very excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations! And I will be a cum dumpster, and it will be <laughs> just absolutely. I will be a living Twinkie, and I can't wait. But congrats, Miss Cherry. Though. Oh, thank you so much. But you know, my music is my baby. My future is my baby. I'm my own baby. I'm taking care of this. You know, I. You know, I'm not the kind of person who can drop everything to, I, I, I know that like, this is my destiny and I could not give up my destiny for someone else. That's someone else's journey. But you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Do you remember that? Do you remember the, dinosaurs? Of course. I watched the of dinosaurs. Vertebrae. Did you yeah, watch dinosaurs? Of course. Not, not the mama. mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bite you now. That's that's the one that's very much like me. I'm gonna bite you now. I used to have the toys. <laughs> very uh, morbid ending. That, that you know yeah, how? Yeah. Oh yes, they all die. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like my favorite is the the news reporter. I'm Howard. Hand up me. <laughs> <laughs> you're also um, a huge pee wee nerd. I know, right? You're at my birthday party. I was at the birthday party. Miss Cherry Delight dressed up as Pee Wee Herman and all of the guests dressed up as Pee Wee Herman related guests. And then she went outside and did a whole photo shoot with everybody. Oh, wow. Well, what's, we got to put that picture up, Sean. On the show. I have, yeah, what's amazing Delight, about that night was everyone who came in costume, there were no repeats. Absolutely phenomenal. There were no repeats. Everyone looked so good. They put so much thought into their costumes. Uh, even like Karamia Antoinette, she did, uh, she was large Marge, which is funny because she's, she's not large Marge. She's like little hot Marge, as Bambi said. So she did the whole monologue with on a night like this 10 years ago, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound like a garbage truck fell off the Empire State Building. And when they pulled the body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. (laughs) 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 And she had the eyeballs that like. She had the the googly eyes. And then, so it's so creative because I had the googly eyes and she used them for that. And then she used the party red party favor as the tongue when she blew into it. So the tongue came out and then the oh eyes God. came out. Yeah. yeah so great. creative. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, a complete dork. <laughs> complete dork. Um, that's what we love on Id Madness. That's what we spread on Id Madness. I All contain of our multitudes. Hell know? yeah. <laughs> so n- normally, and you're our first guest that we're having on where we're just kind of sitting and chatting with a guest we've had him on when we go through films and stuff and we've gone through you know we normally will do a movie and break it into a couple parts but there's a couple movies and then you can certainly talk about any movies you want but i'm curious because we've done them now on the podcast where these films hit you and what you think of um when you think of these films so i'll give you the first one being the exorcist oh my god just one of my absolute favorite movies of all time i mean linda blair is just an absolute genius at that age what she went through to do that role yeah the sacrifices that she made to create this masterpiece of being reagan 
absolutely incredible. I mean, she got so many death threats and things like that as a fucking child for for being this good of an actor. And also, uh, same for um, Gunnar Hansen, uh, who was Leatherface. He got so many death threats for his performance, you know? And uh, much like uh, myself, you know, I, I want that, you know? I, I want people to be so in like I know I will have made it when the Westboro Baptist Church is protesting out of Cherry Hellides, like outside. Like a slayer show. Can someone please tell them like how fucking queer I am and how um in your face, like visceral and unapologetically sexual I am. And how I use a vibrator on stage during one of my songs. Were sometimes... you tearing pages out of the Bible as you were reading, uh, introducing your your? Uh, yeah, your I write page. I write everything in in the Bible, and then when I'm done with it, I just like throw it into this audience. <laughs> oh, the I power will... of Christ compels you. <laughs> Isn't that compelling? Is it? Listen. CCD dropout. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, The Exorcist is something near and dear to me. Um, and uh, I love the makeup. I love the acting. I love Pazuzu. I always thought it's a good name for a dog. Pazuzu, come here. Oh, that's <laughs> come yeah. here. That is horrible. Yeah. Pazuzu. <laughs> and then you can combine it with the wonderful life. Pazuzu's petals. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the next film I want to hit is, and these are all, all films we've done. We extensively have talked about The Exorcist, got into all the production. On Christmas. We did Exorcist on Christmas. Yeah. Because it was it was the anniversary of dropping it. And we say on the podcast, it's insane that they dropped that movie 1973, December 26th, on a very unsuspecting public. Uh, in 73, you're not probably getting a sitter. The whole family's just going, oh, we'll go to the movies. And I just can't, people were passing out and they were getting carried out of the theater. It was amazing. But um, the next film is uh, one that's super near and dear to Sean's heart and mine as well. It's Halloween. I've actually never gotten to Halloween. So you never gotten into it or you never seen it? Maybe both. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Good. See, and this is good because this is. A I was of- saying to myself, they better not say a movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't really grow up with slashers. I had to find them on my own. I grew up with like the psychological stuff. I grew up with, um, you know, Hitchcock. Right. This is a big one for me. Like the yes. first. I mean, my my dad. Uh, the first time he like sat me down and was like, this is hard. And he showed me psycho and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then he showed me like other films, like wait until dark and, um, other, other things like that, that are creepy, slow burn movies, but I didn't grow up with slashers. I would just see them accidentally or my cousin, Lauren, who's like one of my biggest influences in life, if not my largest, she introduced me to metal and horror and all of the things like that. And she she is really the one responsible for this. And she knows nice. that. Well, um, if you ever get a chance to see it, it has got a lot of psycho connections to mm-hmm. it. Um, and I would say we say on the podcast, like, not a, lo- a lot of people have emulated it and it's become a slasher genre. But that film set a bar so high that none of them got anywhere near it after that. They just picked up 
you know, the bits and pieces and changed them what they thought people were seeing, but they didn't really get into the film. So, but a big um, psycho connection. What about, I'll rattle off a couple. And if you haven't seen them, no big deal. Um, let's see. What's a big one for us? What about the witch? <gasps> oh, so much fun. What a great movie to see in the theater. That was a fucking blast. The other movie that, I had so much fun in the theater with equally as much as that was Drag Me to Hell. I had a great time with both those movies. Um, I was just thinking of my best friend, Pearls Daly, who is a huge horror fan, as well as a horror actress and horror director who you should be interviewing. You saw her perform in Hellades. She is uh, uh, just a little spitfire and incredible. She's the love of my life. It's my my best friend in the world. Um, she. Um, what was I even saying? Because I just went into a tornado of love for her in my brain. <laughs> You're talking about the witch. The witch. We saw it in the theaters together. And when the boy goes to the clearing with the house in the middle of the woods, she, she she's so much fun to watch horror movies with because she reacts so strongly. <laughs> the boy finds the house in the woods. She grabs my thigh. And goes, oh shit! <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so. And okay, no. The best thing was when we were watching the movie. It's the part where the girl is doing peekaboo with her baby sibling. And then she mm -hmm. opens her eyes and the baby's gone. And you hear rustling the woods. And Pearly went, what? Yeah. yeah <laughs> in the awesome. empty, in, in the Toy House Out Theater. The baby's gone. She goes, what? <laughs> it was great. It was hysterical to watch it with her. I love watching horror movies with her. And she is going to be the next Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. I know that. And I have a mm -hmm. song on... Um, my next album about her as the final girl in a horror film. Cool. Um, actually, I have two songs for her, too, because one is going to be used in a horror film that's going to be coming out that she's directing and starring in. Um, can you tease that a little bit, or no info can be leaked about that yet? About her movie? Yeah. No, I'm not well, we saying could... anything. Okay. <laughs> there you go. We have to have her on, Sean, and then she okay. can tell us about it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's, I have I wanna... to ask Pearlie's permission before I say anything about that. So I want to so you mentioned you about... Hitchcock. Oh, go ahead. I just want to ask because I, I have deep love for Hitchcock films. Mm. And people are always asked, like, what's your favorite Hitchcock film? But I like them for different reasons. High anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, you you know that Mel Brooks did the parody yes. on all the Hitchcock yes. films, High yeah. Anxiety. The comedy, yep, yeah. <laughs> and all the birds shit on him, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's Sean's favorite film, The Birds. He doesn't like I'm it so not much. a, I'm sorry, I'm not a, I'm a big psycho guy, but I'm not a big birds guy. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite is when he's carrying the mother's body down the stairs and the voice says, so, uh, so you think, when she's going to the fruit cellar, she says, so you think I'm fruity, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see that, and the mother's voice says, "says so you think I'm fruity, do you?" I say to myself, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, they couldn't have made that. Oh, I have a. Oh, I should mention, I have a psycho theme bathroom. I forgot to tell you, I have a psycho theme bathroom. Oh wow! How, what what do you got in there? Uh, my husband's in the shower right now, but <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, Three images uh, from the movie of like Norman doing his thing and then the, mm. the body and then the, the screaming. And then um, inside the shower, there's like a wooden plaque up. Uh, you'll see it above the door that says Bates Motel. Uh, um, 
like something like vacancy. Or, I forget what it says. It's a nice painted sign. I just can't remember the life of me. What the sign that I see every day of my life says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love Psycho. I, I I love the look at the end is that he gives. It's just it just um, I talk about this a lot. There's a certain type of fear. Uh, that makes your asshole just go, nope. <laughs> and it's a very specific kind of fear. It's the fight or flight, where all the holes in your body involuntarily say, danger, nothing is getting inside. And that's what I really strive for on stage and, and in my music videos. There's a very specific reaction that I love that you just cannot help, where your asshole just says, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> that's, an, that's an important thing for your, your sphincter to to feel the fear because scaring is caring. Yeah. And that, that pretty much guarantees I, I probably will never see you live, but I will watch every single video <laughs> that you put online because although I have this podcast, I am, Sean knows this, right? I, I need to get up and move around and I would probably go outside for a minute and come back in and yeah. I, I, we're going to clockwork orange your ass. We're going to tie you to the chair. Yeah, we're yeah. going to pry your eyes open. We're going to do oh. the, the drops. And, yeah. um, and like, I might, yeah. uh, like I say, I am Miss Cherry Delight and there's no escape. <laughs> yes. For Absolutely. someone who does a horror podcast, he's very easily perturbed. It's funny. I am. And you know what, as an artist, John, you know, this, I, 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 you know, been drawing for years and creating and so i take everything like it's too internal for me i internalize every single thing i see that's just how i end up creating but also so i should that explain. i can't step out of my mind but i will tell you this that i listened to i watched all your videos that are on the website wow. and and i watched a couple of live performances on youtube before you came on and your voice is sensational absolutely wow. amazing and, and and so i although i i and listen I, i'm kind of don't go anywhere anyway so maybe that's just an attestment to me but, but yeah yeah sean's invited me everywhere all the time but the plus ones and all that can stuff i give I can i offer a suggestion <laughs> yes get a grip yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm now getting counseling on the podcast. This is amazing. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best advice I could give to you. I think My wife's you and also snap out of it. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. But uh, your voice is <laughs> amazing. And we're excited to have the new album come out. We will certainly put music on the playlist. The, I sure didn't get to explain playlist. the title. Um, yes. Please do. Please do. Advice for Ashes, it's the idea of, um, so the album is dedicated to uh, my uh, my uh, my best friend, um, Frankie Maddox-Rex of the FMs, who uh, passed away against his will on May 11th, 2022, uh, to an accidental fentanyl overdose. The idea is you want to give someone you love advice to persevere, but they're in a fucking vase now, you know? So it's advice for someone. It's, it's too late. They're sand mm. now. It's advice for ashes. So. Mm. Wow. Clever title. Yeah. Clever yeah. title. What can, can, what can you tell us about the animated music video you were talking about before? Mm, yes. Uh, I have uh, 
Uh, I have quite a few um, uh, duets on this album. Uh, one is with Vision Video. One is with Ashley Bad. One is with the band Night. And this song, uh, Alone With Me, is with the incredible Marika Bresseliers, who uh, many people know as a former uh, lead singer for Lords of Acid. She is the epitome of just rock star. Watching her live, which is how I met Scott, actually. I met Marika and Scott on the same night because she called me on stage and, like, she looked into my eyes, I looked into her eyes, and we just knew we're both performers, we're just gonna go for it. And people thought that it was a plant because we were just we just came together like in this way. Everyone's like, is she like was she already a plant like in the audience? But like I followed her lead, she knew I wasn't going to upstage her, and um we just had this whole thing where we seduced each other on stage, and Scott was in the audience, and that's how I met him. And for a few uh, for a, a good year, people were like, were you that girl on stage with Lords of Acid? <laughs> like at parties, they'd be like, it was actually. <laughs> um, but um, Marika and I got very close during lockdown um, online and uh, we helped each other get through um, a lot of it, just psychologically being locked up. And, and um, I wrote this song for us to uh, sing together. And what's really funny is conceptually with this song, I don't know if you're familiar with Eminem at all. <laughs> Do you? Okay, so there's this song that he has with uh, Dr. Dre called um, uh, Guilty Conscience, something Can like we that. please add this to the, I'm going to use this as an excuse to add it to the In Madness playlist on Spotify right now. Yes, I, I, I do enjoy that song. So that song is ridiculous. Yeah. So the, the idea is, so first of all, when I'm saying that it was inspired by this concept, in no way is it inspired by the sound. Of course. The idea is Dre is supposed to be Eminem's conscience telling him to not indulge in dark things. But I thought it would be interesting rather than just having two girls singing a song. What if Marika was the voice in my head telling me that I will never be enough, that it will always be a monster, and I should always, always indulge in everything dark I ever want to do, you know? And having no escape from that and having this helpless feeling of always being under the thumb of an evil voice telling you that you will never be good enough and you will always be fucking shit and you will always disappoint people and you will always be a, a, a failure. Um, so I thought that um, having her be that voice would create a really interesting narrative in the story because in, in the, you know, Miss Cherry Delight, she's very much like a black widow situation. And she has, she meets this one guy where, you know, she's like, maybe it's going to be different this time. Maybe I don't have to hurt this person or, and then her, she basically is like, what are you talking about? You are meant to be alone. You are, you are a fucking monster. You know, this is what you want. You want to hurt people and it will never get better. And you will always be like this. So the song um, has that general um, mood behind it. Um, so it's alone with me. And there is going to be an animated music video for that, my first ever. We are going to have to crowdfund for that because we're having a team of animators. And I cannot afford that right now. <laughs> not not uh, this early in my career. But it's going to be... Um, 
uh, directed and driven forward by Anthony Kona, who is uh, an animator on Has Been Hotel, which just premiered, and he was just at the Hollywood premiere for that. So I'm very excited and honored to be a cartoon, finally, and cool. uh, have this story be presented um, in this way, because, you know, in animated worlds, you have freedom to make so much more happen than you can behind a camera. With all the digital effects and everything. There's another person that you're closely connected to uh, that I wanted to talk about as well. You were speaking about theatricality. You are a good yeah. friend with Guar. Uh, you have a history with Guar. Uh, before uh, Miss Cherry Delight, there was the character that you had, Estrogena. Yes, um, which I, was a, it was me. Can you tell me about Estrogena and your history with Guar? I have been a fan of Guar since high school. And I had the honor of meeting Dave Brocky several times. I was going to ask you for a Dave Brocky story, please, if you have one. First time I talked to Dave, I was soaked to the bone. I'm always in the front at Guar shows. So, you know, when you've seen Guar, obviously, many times. So afterwards, when you're walking and you hear the squish, squish in your shoes. And they always only come to the East Coast in the wintertime, which is such an inconvenience because you go outside and you're going to catch pneumonia because you're soaked like you just jumped in a pool and stayed in the pool for an hour and then got out of the pool with all your clothes on that's what it's like after a guar show except it's all rainbow colors um so i was like that and dave had just gotten out of his costume had just showered and put on clean clothes in fact i remember he had a black um uh, thermal shirt uh, with the embroidered Scarface logo on it, which is very cool. He was all clean. His hair had just been washed. And I went up to him and I said, are you Dave Brocky? He said, maybe. <laughs> I said, can I hug you? And he looked at me and said, do you have to? And I went, <laughs> and he went, fine. <laughs> And then he gave me a really nice bear hug. And I just thanked him for everything that he had brought to the music, to the music world. And he was like, ah, you know, you're welcome, you know. And every time I would see Guar at Toad's place, it wasn't the only place I saw Guar, I'd follow them around, but most time it was Toad's place. He would see me in the front and we'd always have an interaction. One time he would like, he'd, he'd take my hand, like kiss my hand as odorous. Amazing. But the last Amazing. time that I saw him, <laughs> I'm wearing, okay, I'm wearing leggings to this show, right? So I'm up against the barricade. So, so when you're up against the barricade, as you know, the pressure from all the spew, if it gets you in the eye, it'll feel like it's cutting your eye. Like it's very, very strong pressure. So he sees me in the front. He takes his cuttlefish. He hoses down my tits. And then he just does a steady stream right here. Uh, he does a steady, he got, he got the love button right where it was. And I'm, and <laughs> I don't know what to say, but if it had been, even if it was cold water, if it had been 30 seconds more, I would have <laughs> Shout out to the cuttlefish of Cthulhu. So I had sex with Odorous, is what I'm trying to say. That's amazing. Odorous, Odorous uh, masturbated me with the water pressure <laughs> from 
his cuttlefish. That's exactly and, the story I was hoping I would get from and a I, hockey story. He was going down the uh, the the stage. He was going down stage right, um, letting people touch, graze their hands over the untlick. And I was talking to a friend, and then I looked back, and he was there looking down at the stage with the untlick waiting for me to, to graze my hand over it. And I was like... And that was uh, that was the last time he looked in my eyes. I'll never forget that. But the Rest thing I'll never forget, a thing I'll really never forget, was being so soaked like that. It was snowing outside. And I saw him outside smoking a cigarette, talking with people. And I was so uncomfortable because I was so soaked. And I looked at him across the room and I said, next time. I'll talk to him next time. I mm. hate that I said that. Mm. Why did I do that? You can't do that. You cannot guarantee there will ever be a next time. If you're ever in that position, don't do it. Go up to someone. Tell them you love them. Always. Don't wait till next time. Rest in peace, Dave wow. Brocky. But you had a character called Estragina that you would like support and follow the band with, right? Estragina was created uh, for the Orgasmageddon comics. Um, and I was asked to help develop this character. Uh, so a lot of this character was um, had me in it. Uh, and what's so great about Estrogena was she's nothing like Slymenstra. Slymenstra versus Estrogena. First of all, just look at their name. Slymenstra is a parody on Clymenstra, but the name has menstruation in it, which is to reject the baby. So her attitude is very all about herself. She doesn't need the scum dogs. She's looking for an equal. She's just there to be the goddess, but she has no real attachment to anyone. Estrogena has the word estrogen in it. So she is very protective. And if you think about nature, you think about what's the scariest thing in the animal kingdom? Like the, a mother, like the mama bear. If you go after a cub and the mama bear comes out, You'll be Timothy Treadwell. I was gonna say, I just saw that. I just he came saw back in four trash bags, and that's what a mama bear will do to you. And that's Estrogena. She is very loyal to the scum dogs and she wants to protect them and fuck anyone who gets in their way. And she, uh, but the one of the most important things about Estrogena is she's funny. They never had a girl in Guar who was really very funny, quick-witted. <laughs> and um, she's, imagine if there was a scum dog woman who was basically like Tank Girl. She was very modeled after the attitude of Rebecca. And um, that's the best way I could describe Estrogena. She had a lot of moxie, a lot of grit, very punny. She was, uh, she learned to fight from Slymenstra. She learned how to think from Odorous. So she's a real, um, uh, but Slymenstra doesn't necessarily feel any attachment to her either. But Estrogena is all about avenging Odorous and trying to get to Mr. Perfect so they can destroy him. Um, so she was a really fun character to do. It was a very short part of my life, but you know, I I had a great time doing it. I met some of my closest friends doing this thing. But I 
I'm really glad that I didn't stay with it because I knew that if I stayed with it, I would have been stuck in there. And I want to keep loving Guar. And that means that I shouldn't work with Guar. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to be able to enjoy Guar and we have that mutual respect for each other, but there should be some space because it was Bambi who told me that I don't need to jump onto someone else's projects to make my own dream come true. You know, I have all the things that, you know, I have the, the experience uh, to create my own world. And she said, would you rather be the star or a footnote in someone else's story? And I really thought about that. And I was on the train and I said, well, what would Miss Cherry Delight say if she had to say anything? And then I took out the note section of my phone and I wrote the lyrics to Cherry Blood. And that was the beginning of everything. And now this song that I wrote on the fucking L train has almost a million streams just on Spotify alone. It's crazy. You that, never know what could happen. You know, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's, that's very absolutely cool. amazing. And I just want, I want to share, Sean doesn't know this about me. So I'm going to tell him this the first, for the first time, but I've a teeny tiny connection to Guar. So about 15 years ago, Bobby Gorman was living in New York and I used to show at a co-op gallery with him called subculture gallery. So we would show kind of on a monthly or bi-monthly basis, artwork and paintings and lots of kind of juxtaposed style art. And uh, at one point, some of the guys came in costume to one of our openings and did a whole, whole thing there. So there's a little tiny connection, but um, he was a cool dude and it was a, it was a cool time period, but um, awesome story. Thank you. My I first, have, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm saying my, my first time as Estragina at uh, Five Points Fest in Brooklyn was when I got to be with Chuck as Sexecutioner for the first time. And we were walking around together, you know, bringing attention to our booth. And he he says to me, ah, Estragina, why don't we take a look at these sexlet wares? And I'm thinking to myself, what is my life right now? I am walking around. <laughs> As a Guar character with Sexecutioner, who really is the founder of Guar, you know, it was it was Chuck and Hunter and then Dave. Um, but uh, he's the OG and all of the blood that I use on stage, fun fact, is Guar blood. Very it cool. Is, so Chuck had me in his kitchen. He made me swear to secrecy that mm. I would not tell anyone how to make this. This is not the blood that spews on the audience. This is their hand-to-hand -hand combat blood that they have in little squibs and little like baggies. So if they go and then it explodes on you, it's that blood. So he taught me how to make that. So I never have to buy blood again. I can make it in my kitchen. The only catch with this blood is you cannot eat it. Um, so if you want to put it in your mouth and swallow it, then you have to make another formula for it, but mm. it looks really good. Um, but, uh, some of the supplies from it are, are, are not edible. So other than <laughs> that, you know, it, it just looks really good. So I can make a whole garbage bag of it if I want. Yeah, I have a favorite Guar song I want to add to the Madness playlist. We're going to add a lot of music. Which one? I want to put uh, Have You Seen Me is one of my favorite. Have you seen that was me? One of the first Guar songs I ever heard. I think it was I think it was that one and I think that it was um Ragnarok, which is funny Ragnarok. because that's Chuck's voice. Which what song, song do you want to add to the what Guar song do you want to add to the Id Madness playlist, Cherry? 
Oh, I have a I love hail genocide is a lot of energy. <laughs> I love I love you are my meat because it cracks me up. Um I love um um what's that one? Why can I talk this be part of the light? Who's got the strength left to fight? No, um um uh what's the one? Uh if I could be that is also another one that I love because I love the and I love the breakdown, the I want you, you know, whenever I see Guar, whenever I like, I just, my body becomes rubber and I just, I just become Gumby. I'm shouting every single lyric. Bambi saw me from like the balcony of Irving Plaza years ago when Chuck was in the last show because, um, I'm just screaming all the lyrics. She's like, you knew everything. But, you know, Chuck's uh, big thing that he wanted as executioner, now that Hunter, you know, was back speaking to Guar, he said, my bucket list thing that all I want, I want to kill Techno Destructo on stage once and for all. I want to kick his ass on stage. So he got to do that. And me and my friend Tara in the front saying, kill him! Fucking kill him! Yes, sexy! Get him! Get him! Destroy him! <laughs> you know, it was so much fun. And he heard us and he's like getting more pumped. But Hell the thing yeah. I love about Chuck as executioner, he's much, he has more freedom and more energy than the other ones do because he's not bogged down by all that um, costume. So he has really free limbs. And every, if you watch him move, every single thing about all his movements, it's all Three Stooges and Looney Tunes. Every single thing about the way, like, he'll get up by picking himself up by his ponytail. You yeah. know, like, things like that. It's all um, completely cartoon-like, and he's the only one who was really, who really did that. Aside from Odorous, who would not just, like, come out and command but he'd also be like yeah you know he'd yeah. like do, do like little cutesy things shake his ass i miss that butt what a nice juicy butt <laughs> i miss odor is dearly just his his banter in between songs would just be golden he was the it best was the ever. heart of guar was everything that that dave brocky brought that was just so quick and so fucking funny um and it's just a shame because, like, I mean, Guar is always going to be great, but it's really what Dave brought to the table. But I will say it was not the Dave Brocky show. It's a well-oiled machine that everyone put something into. That yes. being said, it's Dave's, you know, his banter and stuff like that that just made Guar so charming. And whenever I try to introduce people to Guar, it's always with them on the Joan Rivers show where you get a real taste of what they are instead of just seeing like these human gory muppets yeah. which is also what they are too yeah. i also would will mention that i uh sang karaoke with uh don draglich uh in his living room with him wow and we did uh alice and chains cool together and then he and then he did uh these boots are made for walking but he did it with the voice of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but I've hung out with Don. Very and, cool. And uh, I, I don't really hang out with the other ones too much. Bishop knows me. Bishop is friendly with me. Um, 
but I mean, Chuck is my neighbor and, you know, he's like a, a very paternal figure to me. Like he and Bambi kind of like watch over me and make sure that I'm good. I love the way you always pay them respects at your show and shout them out. Uh, I really want to quickly want to talk about you uh, recently won a Wavy Award. Can you explain to the I won audience? my first music award. Is that what the Wavy Award is? Yes. Hell yeah. Um, wavy, like sound wave. Gotcha. So um, I found out that I was nominated for a music award. I did not submit to it. Like I saw like a thing on Instagram, I'm like, and you know, for best live performance, uh, congratulations, Miss Cherry Delight is nominated. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> and then I messaged them. I said, excuse me, please tell me what this is. And they're like a music award, like a major music award. You were nominated. I said, how? And they said, we had several fans like nominate you. And you're the only one who had other people nominate you. Everyone else nominated themselves. I was like, oh, okay. You know, this is, I was, I just ran with it as my first red carpet event. Um, and I had uh, the incredible Mr. Gorgeous uh, make me this costume that was like all guts and stuff like that. But it was a parody on uh, the Bob Mackie dress uh, the flame dress that uh, Bob Mackie made for Cher and Tina Turner, except it was all um, blood and guts and and uh, glitter. Uh, and I arrived at the Wavy Awards in the back of a hearse. Hell yeah! <laughs> a hearse adorned in skulls. I they opened the door from the red carpet and I came out and they had the paparazzi taking my picture. And then I got my first uh, red carpet pictures taken and that was a lot of fun. And um, my award was presented by the badass Sophia Chang, who is basically the first uh, Asian woman in the hip hop world. Um, to represent, I am half Filipina, so, you know. Uh, and uh, she was the one who got to announce that I won. And that was insane. And uh, I, was, I was so honored and uh, so happy. And I think I was one of the only ones who actually like prepared a little speech thing. Um, but I was, I was so proud to do that. And um, uh, I love winning. Winning is my favorite thing. Why settle? You know, winning is so fun. I highly recommend it. Um, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to more of that. And, more winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'm, I'm relentless. I'll stop at nothing. Um, you know, we all have our moments where we're like, I don't know if I can do it. And then you, you just have to keep going. And uh, because uh, winning is just the best thing. And you just have to look forward to each time you win. Sometimes you have to fail big to get the big win because you have to remember that doors that close on you are huge favors. They are, um, they will help you with uh, having not wasted your time, you know. Things that close on you, opportunities that that don't happen, are steering you towards the things you should be doing. So um, when doors close on you, don't be discouraged because um, it's going to lead you to the a better thing. You know, 
you're full of positive inspiration for this entire show and your entire life. I love, I love that this has been one of the most inspirational. It's the, I mean, yeah, like there's like the whole scary thing, but like also I'm not scary at you, as I was telling you, vertebrae. Like, I like you're saying, oh, I'm scared. I can't come to your show. I'm gonna go outside. It's not about that. I'm not scary at you. I'm oh, no, scary. I get it with you we're together yeah. on this and people connect to miss cherry delight because they like living through her i'm an anti-hero but i'm not i'm there to like yeah there's elements that should make you uncomfortable but um it's really to scare away the normies yeah uh, i mean right there's something about you know being miss cherry delight that people love because she's not perfect at all she has uh she suffers you know, she's fun and uh, she's uh, a great time, but she deals a lot of a lot of uh, uh, demons and things like that and, and uh, things that a lot of people go through um, and people uh, really connect to that. And uh, that's a really important thing about performing as this um, this this character, this element, this this exaggerated part of me. Um, and uh, I think that Miss Cherry Delight is meant to give a lot of people power and confidence and to, uh, to just go for whatever they need to go for without fear. Hell yeah. Listen up in madness, family. Listen to what Miss Cherry Delight is telling you. Vertebrae, do you have any of the questions you wanted to ask uh, Miss no, Cherry Delight? I, I I'm blown away by the interview. I had questions, but now they now they don't matter anymore. Because no, go ask. Uh, it, go ask no, but what I'm going to say is that this second layer to the art that you create and this message that you're also delivering with it and this inspirational and this empowerment and everything I think is amazing. And I think that's sometimes what people miss when they sort of look at something quickly, right? Somebody's yeah. art quickly, and they yeah. just take it at first blush and and give a quick opinion we're so quick to just swipe videos and that's why i've got my images. frankenstein he <laughs> yeah. just wants to sniff yeah. his flower and everyone yeah. wants to destroy him uh, when you Bowie, look at something Bowie. right and bowie show it off yeah. the tattoos check out the tattoos on the in madness youtube subscribe to our youtube <laughs> to see this channel yeah this is the best this will be the best youtube because it's usually sean looking really cool with his sign and me receded in the dark with a bunch of toys and posters behind me so uh well, this is actually a visual all we my toys are in the shower for one so yeah cherry but, uh <laughs> I, I love every bit of it. I, I, I really do uh, appreciate you kind of delivering all of that message to us. And I, I'm psyched for what comes next. I feel like we need to have you on again after your album drops and yeah. kind of talk about that. And um, I didn't get to tell you my favorite horror movie, though. Yes, I, tell us your I favorite horror just movie. We talked about I, I, one I horror movie I didn't know and two yeah. that I did. <laughs> I, 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 go for it. My habit is asking all of our guests, every single one of them, Miss Cherry Delight, what is your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie has recently changed. I You did oh. tell me this. Yeah, but you mentioned them both because I know you mentioned two. And I can't you... believe that it changed because my favorite horror movie for the past... 17 years 18 years has been house of a thousand corpses i know it front to back i know all i've memorized everything in the the little dvd commentary like 
uh, not, not the commentary, but like the little like extra things that you get, like um, you know, tiny fucked stuff, like all all that good stuff, like uh, <laughs> uh. But my new favorite horror film is Pearl. It's fucking Pearl, dude. Like I saw it recently, and I thought it would be good, but I didn't know it was gonna be a masterpiece. Holy shit. And I'm so glad that I saw it before X. I highly recommend watching Pearl first and then watching X. Uh, because Pearl is, uh, it just blew me away. I've only seen it like four times now since, since right before the new year. But I've memorized it. I, I have a really, I'm, I'm, I'm totally sober for like, 16 years like I don't I don't drink I don't smoke or anything like that so uh I don't do any I don't do any drugs I don't touch any of that stuff so my memory is insane like I just remember things I've kind of always been that way but because I'm just so aware and in control like I can hear something and I just know it so I absolutely love the story of Pearl and my favorite part is at the end where she does an entire speech and it's all in one take. And it's so crazy. Like the acting is so good. I love the gore is great. The makeup is gross. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything you haven't seen, but like the burn makeup is absolutely disgusting. Um, and uh, apparently the people who, uh, who own the house that, uh, was used for the movie loved what they did so much they kept it they kept the wallpaper and everything and they mm. kept the barn exactly as is I also love about Pearl is that they wrote it while they were doing X because they didn't want to waste the set they wanted to continue using it with the time that they had so they made this other second film which is really much better much better than the first much more interesting um, and Mia Goff uh what a great name um she's also a scorpio uh and uh she's uh she did a great job uh but i fucking love that movie so In much madness family listen up if you haven't seen either house of a thousand corpses or pearl or x or miss cherry delight you need to look all this stuff up before we wrap up real quick i want to quickly ask you do you have a favorite piece of like horror merchandise that you own like a poster or a t-shirt or like a dvd or a vhs or a flag or something oh god oh um oh, here we go can you do it check out our youtube yeah hold gonna on i'm gonna try and show it hold on hold on i'll get it he's getting up i'll get it she's I'll running get it. off she's okay. grabbing it she's digging through the yeah. crates right now yeah, damn it hold on Thank you for doing this, Miss Cherry the Light. <laughs> oh no, there's the vacuum. Left the room. She'll be back in a second. Yeah, this she'll is be awesome. Back in a second for the break. Thank you for uh, helping me with this interview. This has been great. Yes. Oh, oh whoa. Alice Cooper's head. Cherry just held up Alice Cooper. Cherry, you have to send me a picture of that to post on our In Madness socials. Look at that creepy mother effer. Nice. <laughs> Where did you get that from? This was a Christmas. Uh, this was a, a birthday present last year. This is the same exact prop that is used on stage during "I Love the Dead." 
um, when they do the decapitation. This is the exact same size. So it has to be a little bit larger to read on stage. It's not the exact same size as Alice's head, but it is um, because if you're far away, like it needs to be seen really well, but they hold it up after the decapitation for I love the dead. So <laughs> sick. Thank you for uh, going out of your way. Yeah, make out with um, <laughs> this dust. <laughs> um, is there anything else coming up that you wanted to promote, Cherry? Um, let's see. Um, May 11th of this year, we are planning to start the very first, which will be annual, uh, we're doing a, a show called Frankie Fest, which is going to be uh, not just a memorial to Frankie Rex of the FMs, who, um, like I told you, uh, is the inspiration behind Advice for Ashes, but was just, he was such an incredible singer. And uh, I I, um, I never asked Frankie to sing back up for me for Helides because I knew that he was going to upstage me. <laughs> But because he is so good. Um, so we're creating Frankie Fest, which is going to be uh, a queer music festival, except it's all going to be rock and metal and punk and things that are in your face and loud because they have there's like queer music festivals and stuff like that. But none of them are really like pack a huge punch like that. So there'll be shock rock. There will be all these things um, that have like a at least some sort of queer element to them. Um, and that will be in honor of Frankie and we'll be doing it every year. And um, we're gonna have like uh, certain proceeds probably go to um, like fentanyl awareness stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be doing my first tour I haven't told anybody that either, too. I haven't told anybody that either, but I'm telling you shit. I'm not editing that out. I'm telling you, guys, you're making me spill so many beans in this. At the end of October, I'm touring for the first time, and I'm terrified. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. I'm not terrified performing. I'm terrified financially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, like I said, this is the, the beginning of my journey. Uh, even though like, I like to be professional and give a nice shiny package, but this is the beginning of my journey. And because it's the beginning, this, this comes out of my pocket, you know, it doesn't, I don't have any sponsors right now. It's, it's all me. So I have to work very hard outside of being this cherry delight and not buy stupid shit. So I can put all of it and keep my eyes on the prize on every single crazy thing we're doing this year, because this is my future and I can't buy stupid things on Amazon and I can't get a billion tattoos like uh, which is funny because I'm getting one on the 25th. Cause <laughs> but that'll be it after the 25th. That's it. That'll be it. I'm getting, okay. So I have a few tattoos I have to do this year, but um, yeah, I'm doing my first tour at the end of October. I have a song that I'm promoting with uh, the incredible, my, my, my dear friend, Dusty from vision video. We have a song coming out together called glow in the dark that I wrote for us. 
and it's about having sex with a ghost. And it, it it's it's so good. It's so good. And I know that everyone is going to love it so much. And we're going to be uh, promoting that and the new album. Um, and it's going to be uh, starting in uh, Athens, Georgia. Our performance there is going to be Friday, October 25th. Hell and yeah. I have to plan other shows that are going to be around that area, I think. I don't have a tour manager right now. I've never done this before. So as you can imagine, I feel insane. By the time that people have seen this, I mean, this this, this is on the internet, so it will last forever. I look forward to looking back at this interview and saying, oh, I'm so glad that it worked out. Yeah. Because at that time in February 10th, you know, 2024, Cherry had no idea what was going to happen, but it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... so that's that's going to be uh, incredible. And I know it's going to work. I know it's going to be incredible. Um, you know, my musicians are very professional and uh, and my my fan base is uh, so dear and they really give a shit about this music. So I'm. I'm so happy and so honored and focused and positive and not afraid of all the good things that I have to, that all of us have to look forward to, not just me, but other people with everything that I'm putting all of me into this project. We have like 15 songs we've been working on since like, Oh God, how long? I have a, even a song. <laughs> Fangoria is going to have a fun time with this. I have a song coming out about the Hello Kitty murder. Are you familiar <laughs> with this true crime case? No. Okay. Anyone who's watching this and you too also, go on Wikipedia and type in the Hello Kitty murder case. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote a song about this, and I know that horror magazines are going to be like, Miss Cherry Delight had the rawdacity to write a song about this disgusting case because I'm a true crime girl, and I usually have, I have a lot of songs about true crime. I have a song inspired and on EP Evidence about Issei Sagawa. Um, I have uh, songs inspired by, um, I mean, my, my favorite cult case, obviously, is the Black Dahlia, and her... Uh, would have been 100th birthday is this the end of July. So I'm getting a tattoo commemorating her. It will not be an image of her, um, but it's going to be a really beautiful image of like a, a coffin that's kind of split. And I think it's going to say, we are not what happens to us. Because we're not, you know, I'm not what's happened to me. You know, she was more than, you know, what happened to her. You know, you hear the name Elizabeth Short, you don't know who it is. You hear the Black Dahlia, oh yeah, of course, she died, you know, and she was split in half, you know, and with no blood on seeing the crime. So we know that, but not everyone knows that she was this 22-year-old girl who was trying to be an actress and ran into the wrong people who made a lot of promises, you know, to this innocent girl who just wanted to be a star and would believe anything anyone said. She moved across the country from Medford, Massachusetts. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, of course. What ha what else happens when you're a 22-year-old girl and someone tells you that they're going to give you the moon? You know, 
you end up in a vacant lot in Limerick Park, Los Angeles, you know. But, you know, I, I have a very strange connection to to Elizabeth Short that I can't really explain. But I had to write that song about her as a love letter to her. So that tattoo is happening. Um, and uh, <laughs> my husband's arm just came in through the door. <laughs> Yeah. Like um like Sloopy Sales with White Fang with the yeah. uh, the monster arm like my husband the the bear. Uh, anyway, so what are the, what are the socials yeah. people can follow to follow everything Miss Cherry Delight's doing one more time? Well, like I said in the beginning, it's all just my name, lowercase. Uh, I'm gonna be posting a lot more on TikTok this year. I took a little break. Uh, because my life is just finishing up this album. We have like seven more songs to to do all the fine tuning on before we master and we have the congratulations, you have an album. So on TikTok, on Instagram, um, and on uh, all the different things, it's lowercase Miss Cherry Delight, M-I-S-S, Cherry, D-E-L-I-G-H-T, just the way it's spelled. And uh, I will be releasing uh, little teasers, things like that uh, going forward, because right now, this month is when we're going to really get the ball rolling with the visuals and all the different little things to look forward to. So definitely keep your eye out. I have a whole new, because it's a whole new album, we have a whole new show with all these new songs. And for the album release party, there's going to be backup dancers like they were for the first album release. But if you like Eat the Evidence, this is, I, I listen to Eat the Evidence now and it's a lot of fun, but I listen to it. I'm like, I can do so much better than this. And that's exactly what we're doing. It's, it's a lot more complex, a lot more interesting. Songs have a lot more drive. Um, some very uh, Wargasm UK vibes to them. Um, but uh, even some Lana Del Rey vibes to some of them, but in a way that's like unsettling. Mm. We have that song, the song that I wrote for Pearly for the horror movie. We find that horror movie songs are best when they're unsettlingly vulnerable. Um, so we wrote something that's like that because if you put really disturbing images with something really innocent sounding, Something about that combination makes it so much scarier. So we went with that for this. And um, yeah, there's a lot of really deep meanings, a lot of songs. And then there's just a song about how I like getting choked, too. Yeah. Make sure you follow Miss Cherry Delight on the socials. What can follow I say? Well. Yes. Follow you us like well. what you like. <laughs> at in madness pod hit us in the mail sack in madness pod at gmail.com in the mail sack in the mail in the, sack in the mail m-a-l-e sack, sack and yeah. in the mail sack there was a there was a twitter poll to decide which one it was going to be and uh the m-a-i-l one uh subscribe to the youtube so you can see miss cherry delight uh make sure you give us that five star review smash those like buttons subscribe to the in madness spotify playlist tell your friends spread the madness worldwide what were you gonna say cherry um watch the cherry blood music video though it was my first video like that was like it's the best intro if you really want to get to know me like watch that music video and um, I also have never mentioned that I have a, a secret track on YouTube. Uh, if you're familiar with the song Summer Wine, 
there was a song by is it is it Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood? It's like a Western kind of song called Summer Wine. And in 2019, it was my first single, and we took this song and we made it like a like a goth like fuck ballad, like backseat of the car situation song. But not a lot of people know that it's there. So, and it doesn't have a lot of views because when I first started this, I just didn't understand how to promote myself. But if you want a little treat. Type in Miss Cherry Delight Summer Wine. Um, it's not on Spotify because uh, it didn't get approved by Lee Hazelwood's estate because we added a little something into it just to make it better. But anyway, it's on YouTube. And if you want a little something fun and 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 sexy, uh, that's a that's a good little one to a little um, Easter egg to check yeah. out. Other than that, we have all of Eat the Evidence. We have The Monster, which is inspired by Frankenstein's Monster. We have Like You Hate Me, which is a really fun music video. Most of my music videos are directed by Dylan Mars Greenberg, and she's an absolute genius um, and uh, really understands um, my vision. Uh, so she's wonderful to work with. And we're filming the music video for the song Parasite, which is going to be uh, the first song I'm going to end up releasing from uh, Advice for Ashes, cool. which is going to be really, really disturbing uh, song and uh, is really about um, absolutely hating yourself. So it's a good one. It's a good relatable one with like, you feeling like you can't do anything right, self-sabotage and uh, like punch me in the face because what am I worth anymore? So it's that feeling behind this. And, I'm looking uh, forward to hearing it. It's good. Hell yeah. Thank you, Cherry. <laughs> Vertebrae, was there anything you want to close out with before we tease our next movie? Oh, so I do have the teaser, but I just first want to thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And Vertebrae, our thank you. Thank Our you, YouTube uh, likes are so low that you will probably <laughs> give us a bump. I think it's just Sean and I. Skyrocket. Yeah, they're going to skyrocket People now. just, it's, <laughs> they just need to wake up. <laughs> but it's, we appreciate you will find it. We're on our own timelines. So you just have to have faith that your tribe will find you. And yeah, we decided to do this just for us. And we didn't care if we did it. And anyone listen to the fact that people do listen and you know how that feels more than we do and pay attention and respond is amazing to us. So we appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely promote, <clears throat> excuse me, promote when the album comes out and excited. I am going to tease the next movie. Okay, if you now know wait, it, Jerry, if you know the tease, don't scream out the movie. We always give a tease at the end of every episode, teasing what the next movie is. He's and got the easiest yes yeah, it's, it's the easiest ever. tease ever i have one but you also have one i wonder if yours right. is the same as mine so it's it's a two-parter it's based on a book mm. and it loves company okay i have one mm -hmm. sledge hammer <laughs> and with those three you should be able to get this but 
Uh, thank you, Miss Cherry Delight. Okay, good. So what over it? I we've it's so funny. You said company. I thought of Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. <laughs> no. We give teasers, and a lot of people don't get them as easy as we think they always are. Thank you, Miss Cherry Delight. Thank you, Vertebrae. Thank you, In Madness family. Make sure you look up Miss Cherry Delight and all the incredible work that she is putting into everything. That's Miss Scary to fret to you. Yeah, <laughs> check it out on the socials. Thank you for following us. This has been episode twenty-four. Point five of In Madness Pod.